All right. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the KebbyCast. I am your host, Kebby, and I am thrilled to have you join us today in this space of authentic connection. Here on the KebbyCast, we foster inspiration and cultivate an environment brimming with positive energy. It's a place where we dive deep into the stories and journeys of remarkable individuals exploring their passions, insights, and the unique magic that they bring to the world. Today, we have a very special guest, someone who needs no introduction for those familiar with the organic house music scene. He's a good friend of mine and is no stranger on the KevyCast. He is the creative mastermind behind New Something Records, the Colorado-based label and electronic movement that continues to make waves in the industry. Over the past year, this individual's career has soared to incredible heights, from performances at festivals around the country to headlining some of his biggest shows to date. He's been leaving a lasting impression on audiences everywhere he goes. His personal releases have garnered recognition from the global music community, and one of his tracks, a stunning rendition of Inner Bloom, has amassed nearly 1.5 million streams to date. Today, we have the privilege of delving into the world of this remarkable artist. We'll be exploring his upcoming EP titled Ithaca and taking a deep dive into the fascinating design mind behind his creations. So without further ado, I am so honored and privileged to welcome this incredible artist and my good friend, Christopher Weir. Chris, welcome back to the show. It has been a minute and I am so honored to be sharing this space with you. Thanks for having me, dude. This epic, epic intro as always. So kind and generous. I'm fucking stoked to be back and chatting with you. Yeah, I could have kept that intro going for a while, but I had to cut down <laughs> some of your accolades so that we could get into the episode. <laughs> yeah, love it. Love it. So how's everything? I know we were just catching up for a bit before getting on the air, but for our, all our listeners, how is everything in your world? How's How are you doing? Good. Um, yeah, like we were just chatting about, I've got my uh, new EP coming out Friday. So I've just been kind of slaving away on everything that goes into that from all the the content to working with my designer to ad campaigns to everything in between. So I've uh, been really deep in the in the weeds on all that, but uh, stoked to get it out this Friday and finally have people be able to listen to it. Um, and yeah, other than that, doing, doing well, just uh, really feeling comfy and cozy down here in Denver and uh, loving the new move and the new city and all that. So can't complain. Things are good. Is uh, the summer vibe starting to come about in Denver? Is it feeling more and more like summer there? Yeah. Yeah. It's honestly, it's, it's gorgeous. When we moved in in uh, January, it was uh, a pretty big culture shock for me just coming from Boulder. Like everything's, you know, a lot of trees, stuff like that up in Boulder and coming down here, it was still like dead of winter. So everything was pretty dead. There was no trees going on, no plants or anything. And now even just looking outside my window, it's like completely green and lush everywhere you look and stuff, which is really, really nice and makes it feel that much more like home. So really, really stoked on that. Yes, absolutely. And does it feel like home? Does it, is it at that point where you really feel like you have solidified kind of your roots and, and not just your musical roots, but also your emotional kind of space and everything in this new city? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm excited to explore some more and like kind of check out more of the city and stuff, but I've definitely taken some good time to, you know, go to a lot of the venues down here, check out some new food spots and stuff, which definitely has kind of helped like learn the city a little bit more. And um, even just our house too. Like I live with uh, Gunter, who's who you've had on the podcast as well, Moonwatcher yep. slash 
McKenna slash goat eye design. Um, <laughs> yeah. and yeah, he's a, he's a great roommate and, um, yeah, it's been really just awesome. Like decorating the space with him and, um, getting comfy and, um, yeah, just kind of getting our, getting our feet down here. So, um, yeah, loving it. Nice. Do you have any, uh, new favorite food spots or any, any go-to coffee shops or have you gotten into any sort of a routine yet as far as your normal everyday spots? Um, to be honest, I'm a, I'm a big, big cold brew guy. So I tend to just kind of rip that like right after I work out in the mornings and stuff and have, have found some good spots around town, usually like on the weekends and stuff. But, um, outside of coffee shops, there's this one spot called daughter tie, um, kind of nearby union station, um, like more like downtown. And it's like the best Thai food I've like ever had. Like next time you come into town, we definitely going to take you. Um, that's been for sure a favorite. Um, but yeah, other than that, been doing a lot of cooking and a lot of cold brew at home. So nice. I love Thai food. So I'm a hundred percent down to do that whenever I adventure out there next. And I'm stoked to hear that your uh, morning worker workouts are still going good. I know the last episode we did, we actually ended with some of your daily routine stuff. And that was a big part of your daily routine. So I'm happy to hear that that's still keeping up in the, in the daily routine. And how's that whole world going? Just physical health um, along with even mental health and everything right now. Good. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, hurt my knee, um, like years ago and finally started doing like physical therapy for it this year. Cause it started to get pretty bad. And that was kind of what really like motivated all of this was one, wanting to get it healthy two wanting it to be healthy enough to ski. And then now the season's over, I'm just like trying to like maintain that and stuff. And, um, you know, through that whole process kind of realized, you know, a lot of it was motivated by wanting to ski again, but, um, you know, really realized how helpful it is and how integral it is for just my life kind of in general now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even from like a fitness standpoint, it's great and stuff, but I really realized like how, um, you know, helpful it is just for like my creativity and just overall kind of like managing my stress every day. And it's just like a great part of my routine of just like having that be the first thing that I do and kind of keep it off my phone for a little bit and just really sitting into like that practice, so to speak. And then having like the day kind of follow that, um, can definitely feel it when I don't do it. Um, so has that, has that come easy for you? The kind of self-discipline to maintain that aspect of starting your day almost every day with a, a healthy activity such as that. Um, or was that kind of a, a thing you had to build up to before it really solidified? Um, I think with the physical therapy and like wanting to get good enough, like by the end of the season to hopefully get some days in and stuff was really motivating. Um, now that ski season's over, it's definitely been a little <laughs> less motivating, if I'm being honest, but, um, you know, just doing my best to still keep on it and, uh, you know, recognizing that it's, it's not just about the skiing. It is really, um, something that I need to kind of keep as like a practice, you know, that, uh, kind of just helps fuel, everything and kind of help me feel stable and stuff so um yeah it's it's a little harder to stay disciplined without the skiing and stuff but for sure um, keeping on it as best i can so for sure i um i know back in the past six months when i started really working exercise routines into my daily kind of grind again um at first it was for physical reasons it was like Mm -hmm. i want to feel stronger and i want to you know just like even look stronger and just like be proud of this vessel of a body and everything um but then shortly after i realized it was impacting my mental health even more than Mm -hmm. my physical health 
And even from things like not just the clarity of the endorphins and all that, like the good vibe stuff that comes with it, but even for me, like the self-discipline aspect of like, whoa, like I, even the days I didn't want to work out, I'm like, I'm still going to work out. And that just yeah. like overcoming that, like led to more strength and belief in myself in other areas of life. Just knowing that like, I can do things that are good for me, even when I don't necessarily feel like I want to do them. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. Honestly, man, like I, I feel like uh discipline in that context is a really important kind of skill in a way to, to develop and, and kind of leaning into that through like just working out and like fitness and stuff. I feel like the more that I got that dialed, the more that it kind of helped the discipline across like the rest of my life and stuff. And, you know, everything kind of comes in waves where like, I'll maybe have a few weeks where I'm like, so on it. And then maybe I have a week where I'm traveling and I kind of fall off the boat and then getting back into it is tough. But, um, you know, the, the more that I can stay on top of that, I feel like the more that it impacts just everything else around it and stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think discipline is a really fascinating kind of aspect of life that I definitely have been trying to lean into, um, in, in yeah. every aspect. So, yeah. And I think hearing you mention those weeks that you maybe like fall off a bit. I mean, everyone can relate to that. Like no one is perfect mm -hmm. and no matter what habit they're striving to, to become more in touch with. Um, but I really feel that at least in my journey, it's almost those steps back that have the greatest impact because it gives us an insight into how much progress we've made and why we're doing things. Um, and it's like when you take that week off of working out, I'm guessing you can really feel the difference in your life. Um, whereas before you were working out, that was just life. But like yeah. now, because you have this relativity of like, holy shit, I feel like crap after not working out for a week. Or I feel like crap after drinking again for the first time in so long or whatever it may be. I think it's just those steps back instead of being hard on ourselves and kind of getting guilt ridden over it or being shameful or questioning like our judgment or self-discipline. It's almost like if we can take it with a sense of humor and just look at it as like, okay, like that was a pretty good insight into why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I actually am on the right track. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a big thing with it too, is just, it's, it's good to be disciplined to like an extent, you know what I mean? I feel like there's definitely a threshold where it can become guilt ridden and like problematic and stuff and kind of learning to, to be okay with like, yeah, like I, I screwed up the last couple of days, but like I'm back at it. And like, that's really what matters is just getting back on the horse and trying to stay on the horse and stuff and not get too caught up on, on falling off the horse, you know? Yeah, a hundred. And I think that first activity of the day um, is really a foundational aspect of how the day is going to go. And if it's like, if it's working out, I know for me, my meditation and prayer, like practice in the morning is like something for years that I've started every day off with. And it's become this kind of foundational piece of how the rest of the day goes. And I loved how mm -hmm. you even touched upon creativity because a lot of people wouldn't associate going to the gym with being creative as a music artist. And that's yeah. something that it's like, I really enjoy finding that connectivity of all of life and that every single piece of the puzzle is adding to make this whole puzzle a way more beautiful, cohesive piece. Um, totally. Especially those first things that we're approaching our days with, whether it's working out or drinking a smoothie or meditating or reading or going for a walk, if we can incorporate some type of activity that tells us we're valuable and my health is important and 
the way that I see the world is through this lens. Um, I've just found that that foundational aspect, it's so much easier to build a house upon a good foundation, you know, mm-hmm. and that's when yeah. we can really start getting creative with the architecture of what the rest of our life looks like. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's super, super on point. Um, speaking of architecture and stuff, I want to today dive into kind of just like the design mind that you have behind some of the projects, because when I look at you as both an individual and just an artist, you're someone that really, to me, encapsulates the, um, the entire kind of field of creativity. And it's never just about one song or just about the release. Like even hearing you talk about the upcoming release of Ithaca, the EP, um, you didn't just say like it's being released on Friday. Like there was so many parts you mentioned between <laughs> ads, between the visuals, between like you're someone who really looks at it with this artistic design mind. Um, and I was watching yesterday this um, talk from from Virgil Abloh. Do you know Virgil Abloh? I don't he's, think so. He's like an architect, an engineer, um, and creative director of like, he worked on like the Donda project for Kanye back in the day. And then he's from there, like literally done so much stuff, like working with Prada and like, he's done collabs with Nike and like this whole off white thing. And he puts on fashion shows and he just really has this unique perspective of looking at the world in a design kind of way. Um, and I was watching a talk that he did at Harvard yesterday that a friend pointed me to. Um, and I'll, I'll leave a link to that in the description in case anyone's interested. Um, but he talks about, he talks about some of these cheat codes um, that he kind of is sharing with this audience. And one of these cheat codes that he talks about is your signature and figuring out your signature in the world. And the way that I look at that or perceive that is like, everyone's signature, like physically, if you're drawing our signature of our name, no signature looks the same. And no signature is better than another signature. It says our Mm -hmm. name. And even if me and you had the exact same name, we'd write our signature differently. Like it's such a unique thing that encapsulates just an energy and a movement in like a quick way. And so today I kind of wanted to go into this three-part process of questioning Um, so one, I guess, what is the signature in your mind of this upcoming EP of this upcoming Ithaca, um, EP and how is that relatable to maybe the other projects in the past? Um, and how is that maybe taken on a unique form in its own? Yeah, totally. Great question. Thanks for the the kind words to appreciate that. Um, definitely send me that link too. I'd love to check that out. It sounds really interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think with this project um you know i've been making music for i don't know like five or six years now and um i felt like this project was kind of the first time that um i really started to like i don't know i guess over the years i've been kind of scratching at this thing that i've been kind of chasing since i started and i feel like this is the first project that i've ever made where i really finally kind of chiseled out and can start to actually see like this figure and this, this space that um, I've been chasing for so long. Um, and I think really the, the signature with that is just like the authenticity of it. 
um i think it's it's pretty easy as as artists and stuff to kind of get caught up in you know what works you know and like just finding music that we resonate with and being like oh i want to make stuff like that or going to shows and seeing everybody playing this or that and wanting to chase that and kind of be a part of that and stuff and mm. i felt like with this project it was kind of going the opposite direction of like what do i want and what do i want to make and what do i want to hear um and just really leaning as hard as i can into that um and it was just kind of funny how i i never really sat down and was like i'm gonna make an ep and it's gonna be this authentic thing it was just more i wrote one song and then like seven months later i wrote another one and was like oh hey these are kind of connected like what if i made like a third one and then i was like well it feels too short what if i did a fourth one and I was like, well, four feels weird. What if I did a fifth one? <laughs> so it just kind of kept, kept going and going. But it was like this really epic like journey of creative like experimentation in a way and kind of like really leaning into like myself and also like more storytelling and, um, you know, kind of realizing, like I said, like I had these three, but what if I had four or five and trying to figure out like, how can I really round this out and, um, you know, show who I am and really what gets me going. Um, so yeah, I think with, with the signature of it, it was really just trying to show like what's going on in my mind and who I am, not only as a, as an artist, but really like as a person, you know? Um, and yeah. I think the project really reflects that pretty well where, you know, half of it is definitely a little bit more like driving. It's still down tempo, but, um, trying to get people moving and, uh, keeping it really cinematic where, you know, the other half of the project is maybe a little bit more, ethereal and um trying to bridge this gap essentially between like i guess like my goal as as an artist and as a person and stuff is being able to you know make music that you can really dance to like on the dance floor with your friends or whatever but at the same time you know close your eyes and and completely zone everything out and just be lost in it or lay down with headphones and close your eyes again and just fully go on like this journey of uh just like cinematic music and stuff mm -hmm. um and i feel as though like you know a lot of my music has cinematic elements to it but i i think like this was the first time that i really um like leaned into that as hard as i could and also tried to like bridge all the songs together through the sound selection the sounds and synths that i was using the atmosphere field recordings, just everything that I could to really just um, blend everything together and, and reflect, yeah, like myself as, like I said, not only an artist, but really like a person. And like, I feel like it's a, it's a look into like my mind in a way. Mm -hmm. um, as crazy as that might sound, but yeah. So I'm just picturing your mind right now as, as a mind that's very excited and dancing with ideas at times, but other, other times really enjoying the piece of maybe the more ethereal realm that can't necessarily be touched so much and maybe not so lost in the analytical mind but more in the the presence of spirit or life or whatever that yeah. word is that resonates you know yeah yeah totally i mean i'm i'm a very wound up person for sure i feel like i'm always just trying to do everything that i can and going on to the next thing and stuff and um i think the ep definitely does a good job of of showing that but also showing the the need for um like solitude and sitting with myself and like processing and slowing down and stuff um i think that was like a really really big goal with it um not only through the music but also kind of teaching myself like yo like you need to pump the brakes sometimes and really like sit sit with it you know um yeah and yeah
And I will say what I personally really enjoy about, I mean, all of your works I've been a big fan of throughout since you've started releasing music, it, like way back in your disco discography. It's like, I feel like your signature has really remained true to you as an artist throughout all of your sounds, even as they have developed over the years. Um, but this one in particular, I was listening to some of the tracks coming up that you have on Spotify already. Um, this morning while literally drinking my like morning cup of coffee and what some people would call like the up-tempo side of things. Mm -hmm. I'm in a peaceful, I just finished meditating and I'm making coffee and watching the sun come up and like all of these things. And it's fitting that vibe perfectly. Um, and I think that juxtaposition, that contrast that it's like, it could work on a dance floor, but it could also work for a sunrise by yourself, like mm -hmm. with coffee and spirit within that to me is like, oh, it touches so many different elements of feeling and emotion in this cinematic way that's really captivating. Um, so honestly, just, I love that. Yeah, props to you for being able yeah. to channel that and and express that creativity in the way that you have with this upcoming EP, just from the songs that I've heard, which is, I think there's two of them that I was able to listen to on Spotify, if I'm not wrong i think there's th there's three so far three but, okay but there's five yeah. you said in total that will be on it yeah and it's yeah. coming out this friday right yeah all right well yeah, we're dude. gonna be very excited to be tuning in on friday to listen full full length all the way through i'll probably go on like a walk in the woods and put in my airpods and cancel out everything else and just really adventure with that because i feel like i that's love it way to, to listen to the story yeah, appreciate that. And thanks for checking out with your coffee and, and for the kind words and stuff. That's definitely, uh, like I said, like I really, that's like my favorite music is, is stuff that can work across, you know, so many different aspects of life. You know, like I, I like going to the club or I like going to shows and stuff, but um, I also don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, oh, I, def uh, I definitely know what you mean there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think it, it might surprise some people, but I'm definitely uh, relatively introverted. I'm, you know, with certain people I'm really comfortable and that's where the extrovert can kind of come out and stuff. But um, I think with this project, it's like, yeah, like that's, that's my biggest goal is like have this um, like introspective journey essentially for people that like yeah they can listen to while they have their coffee or on a drive or meditating or psychedelic ceremony or even come see it live or whatever it is but the the whole goal is to to bring you like inward and to think and process and and just be along for for the ride um and you know touching on the the club and stuff i feel like a lot of the time it's there is some music for sure that can get me there but i feel like a lot of time it's just all about partying and stuff which is mm -hmm. you know it's fun it's cool um but yeah i feel like with with this project the the big goal is like trying to go inward and you know express that side of myself as well as you know hopefully getting other people to have that same experience you know and and kind of like dive dive in and tap in in that kind of way so the fact that you enjoyed it with your coffee just makes me really fucking happy <laughs> i yeah, love for that sure. for sure and i love that you touched upon the fact that you're you consider yourself introverted in a lot of ways because I, for one, I'm definitely, I feel like way more introverted. Um, as a human, I just love the introspective and the connection with spirit and the diving deep within um, and the whole external world of stimulation is sometimes just that it's just stimulating. Like there's not mm -hmm. too much depth at certain times. And I think a lot of artists can relate to this because 
we're putting our music out there or our art form, whatever that may be in an extroverted fashion, like showing it to the world. And maybe we're even standing on a stage playing to a thousand people. Um, but at the end of the day, like I know for me, like the reason I'm standing on that stage playing to a thousand people is because I didn't feel comfortable in a crowd of a thousand people. And I need, <laughs> yeah. and I need my own yeah. space where I can just kind of yeah. be in my bubble um, and connect to this art form. Um, so I think it's an interesting kind of what the world may view as DJs. Um, I think that platform is just interesting um, because it has become a very much show driven enterprise um, with lights yeah. and all the eyes are supposed to be on the DJ. But I mean, I've mentioned this in past episodes where it's like Studio 54, they had the DJ booth hidden in the ceiling where no one even knew where the DJ was, who the DJ was. Um, and Rick Rubin talks about this in his productions. He's like, I don't want people to know it's even me. Like I want to be yeah. so authentic with my creations and my the way that I present things that I just want it to be good music that touches people. Like, and that's it. Yeah. And I think a lot of artists can relate to that, but it's tough to really come to terms with how to be balanced in that because we live in a space where it takes a lot of touring and playing and meet and greets and, and exposure and marketing and all these things that maybe point to being an extroverted person, but the artistry always comes from an introverted level of, of experience, totally. of organic totally. feeling, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You nailed it too, dude. Like I, all through college, uh, as I was like getting into music and DJing and stuff, like I like hated going to parties. Like I, I really didn't dig it. Cause I feel like I, I had all these great friends. We would like pregame and stuff. And then we would go to this party with like hundreds of people and then everybody would just kind of disband and, and cruise around and stuff. And I would just be like, Oh, I hate this so much. <laughs> like, I don't know who to talk to. I don't really want to talk to anybody. Like, I just want to be like with my homies and like a smaller pod and stuff. And once I started DJing and like playing some parties and stuff, I was like, Holy crap. Like I can, not only be here and feel comfortable, but I can actively like participate and like contribute to the vibe um, in a way that feels like authentic. And um, like, I actually want to be there. Cause like, I have something to do. I have like a role to fill and something to offer compared to just being there, just being like, Oh wow. I wish I was not here, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and um, I, I relate to that so much because I am such a purpose driven human where it's like, if I, don't like, I'd rather be uncomfortable serving a purpose than comfortable and floating. And completely. that like, I never felt just like you, I felt so out of place at every party I've ever been to, especially as I become more of an adult um, and in touch with myself. And for a number of years, that's where I actually developed addictions from. Like I would lean into these substances of all sorts in order to numb the experience that I wasn't enjoying. Mm -hmm. um, and that's where this whole connection with music and being able to share it from a safe space behind the DJ decks, where it's like you get to participate in a party, but you're fulfilling a role that feels authentic to you. And where other people are like the life of the party in a social butterfly sense, and they're so good at connecting people and popping from this group to another group and making connections and like introducing other people. It's like, that's their role and they're really good yeah. at that. And some people are there for more maybe visual aspects of seeing it as art forms and like 
everyone's role is so different. You know, it's like no mm -hmm. tree in nature is better than another tree. It's like the bigger ones provide shade for the smaller ones, which actually provide the fruit, which actually is like, you know, it's not the biggest tree that's the most important or the center of the show. They're all working mm -hmm. together in harmony to create this beautiful production of nature, you know, of a sustainable, yeah. long lasting environment. So I think getting in touch with that whole aspect of ourselves throughout the artist journey can be very interesting and very introspective, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm just grateful that I like found this outlet as soon as I did. Cause, um, yeah, my first couple of years of college were definitely pretty like challenging in that context. Like I was, I was going to parties cause it was like the thing to do and, you know, I've definitely had fun here and there and stuff, but I think like you said, it was way more about just like trying to drink as much as I could to, to be able to to be there and feel like exactly. okay or whatever yeah um and as soon as i started like playing and stuff i was like cool like i i actually love this um you know being able to yeah just actively participate and be there and stuff and not feel awkward and uncomfortable and stuff and um yeah just grateful to to have that you know um so if if not i would just stay home <laughs> yeah right it's almost like alcohol was such a connecting point. Like it's a medium of connection. It's not like alcohol was the end all be all in college for, I mean, every party in college student can relate to this. It's like, you're doing that for connection, whether it's at a show, mm -hmm. whether it's at a bar. Um, but I think for DJs, it's cool that music we found is, is just a little bit more infinite of a way to mm -hmm really connect with people. And I feel very connected to the music when I'm playing, but in turn, I'm connected to the people listening to the music. So yeah. it's not like I need to be talking to them. It's not even like they need to be looking at me. Like I really enjoy those rooms where it's not a show. It's maybe just like some background vibes providing an ambiance for a room. I really mm -hmm. enjoy those types of gigs because I still feel maybe even more connected when it's like, it's just in the invisible realm and in faith and in like all of these things that are not so present to the eye, like lights and overstimulation and all that stuff, um, which I think serves the purpose in its own sense. And everyone is drawn towards certain things. So again, not, not one that's better than the other, but hearing your story, it's really cool because I can relate to a lot of it and it definitely um, aligns with a lot of the journey that I've been on as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally, dude. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you too on the, you know, kind of playing like the more background stuff. It's like you're more of like um, a facilitator than like a director. And I don't mind being a director, but I, I definitely agree with you that like facilitating is is a really unique and fun experience in that way because nobody's really paying attention to you. Everybody's kind of mingling and doing their thing, but you're still providing this vibe. And when people are really deep in conversations and really tapped in with each other and stuff, but then you like play a song and then like a couple people turn or even as they're talking, you notice they're like dancing a little bit. You're like, yeah, I gotcha. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like just being able to like provide that even from behind the scenes in a way is always a, a really rewarding kind of thing compared to, especially like when you're like directing, you're playing a show, everybody's just like partying and stuff. Like I, yeah. I feel like sometimes you could, you could play literally anything and people will go nuts because that's just kind of, where everybody's at which is it's fun but it's also uh really rewarding to catch people when they're not nearly like expecting it you know and like they're in conversation and you just kind of change up the vibe and you just notice that they're still talking but they're 
they're bobbing a little bit. That's always like, uh, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And I think <laughs> that's, that. that's like the ultimate trait of a guru. It's like, a, it's like not someone telling someone what to do, even with music, because that's robbing people of their free will. And I think mm -hmm. the word facilitate is such a good one that you bring up because it's like when you facilitate this energy in a room, it's, it's leaving people with their free will. If they want to dance, they can dance. If they want to talk, they can talk. If they want to if they want to leave, they can leave. There's no pressure on people <laughs> yeah. to be there. You know, it's like, yeah. it's really giving people their power back to decide how they want to relate to it. And I think what's so beautiful about where this conversation has led is that it makes me realize that that's what you've done with your new EP. It's like, it's a facilitation where again, you're leaving the free will up to people and how they perceive it. I think some music it's telling you what to do. If it's like main stage EDM music, there's not much free will in what body parts are even moving. It's like really yeah. head and up fist pumping type of stuff that's rigid. Whereas mm -hmm. like some other music is very in the hips and very kind of more side to side movement. And I think your music with all the swing that you have, it like really encapsulates this energy that really facilitates the space that allows people to perceive it in whatever way feels right to them and relate to mm -hmm. it in a sense that is not you telling them this is dance music or you telling them this is coffee music. It's like, yeah, it's really leaving it open to interpretation. And that's like, that's what art is, you know? Yeah. No, I appreciate that, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I, I feel like that's again, like what I was talking about earlier is like the goal with this, with my music in general and stuff. It's like, if I look out to a crowd and I see a bunch of people dancing and stuff, and then I play the next song and everybody's closing their eyes, like I almost prefer the latter. You know what I mean? Because I'm course. like, you're so tapped into what's happening and you're you're with yourself and you're just really lost in it. Where like you can be lost in it dancing for sure, but um, yeah, getting people to close their eyes. At least for me, like I've had so many experiences like that on the dance floor where like I hit a point where I'm like, I literally can't open my eyes anymore. Like I just need to go inward and like get lost in this and um to get people doing the same thing i think is really rewarding um and yeah kind of just like the goal of it you know where i think a lot of people just want everybody moving and stuff but if i can get you to close your eyes and tap in and stuff that's that's a huge win in my book so right it's like going from a dance party to a, a intimate date with the divine and yeah that, <laughs> yeah and that is just like you can't even touch it. Like even me just saying that it brings up this like feeling in my heart. That's like way beyond what words could even describe, you know, and that's totally behind it all. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think even beyond a date with the divine, it's like, it's a, it's a date with yourself. Um, in my opinion, it's, it's like a way to like really like check in and like go inward and, you know, like process you know what i mean like i feel like that was like the whole thing with this ep was like really you know expressing as much as i can but um you know i've i've listened to it a bunch of times even just like laying down with headphones and stuff and um yeah i just i love that like being able to have that dichotomy of like i could i could dance to this i can bump it on a huge system and it's going to sound crazy but i can also just throw on headphones and like completely float away and and like calm down in a way which i think is really cool to have kind of both you know and in one project so absolutely i read um in an interview you recently did with new something um about the creation of this ep and you brought up the word vulnerability and you really um talked about that for a minute in depth 
And so I wanted to ask you, what was vulnerable about this project? Because to me, as someone listening to the finished art piece, that's so dialed. It sounds so professional. The production's incredible. Like everything about it is so good and pro. Like maybe the average listener would be like, well, what is he vulnerable? What is he feeling vulnerable about? Like it's this yeah. is polished and perfect. Like what's there to be vulnerable about if what he's presenting is this dope? So what <laughs> in your aspect was the vulnerability aspect of this project in, in getting in touch with your most authentic self and, and putting that out there? Um, yeah. Thank you again. Very, very kind, dude. I really appreciate that. Um, I don't know. I think kind of touching on it earlier, um, you know, like the, the hot shit these days is like tech house and tech house edits, especially in Denver. It's like you go to any club, any bar, everybody's playing like the same shit, which is, you know, it is what it is and stuff. But I felt kind of, I don't know, this like pull toward doing that over this past year of like feeling like I have to kind of like concede and kind of be like, Oh, this is like what people want. You know what I mean? And, and feeling like this pull towards being inauthentic. Um, and I think with this project, I was just like trying to just block that out as much as I possibly could and just be like, what do I want and what do I want to make and what do I want to hear and what do I want other people to hear? Um, and I think just working on it for, you know, over a year, just really grinding on this project, um, you know, demo-itis is a thing for sure, where like you hear something so many times, you just kind of start to get sick of it, which I think was part of that process. But to just kind of feeling like, you know, really stoked and proud of it and then finally having it done and then sitting on it for a little while before it actually coming out, just starting to feel like, man, like, what am I doing? Like this like I like this a lot and I'm really stoked on it, but all of the external, you know, how the scene is going and what people are listening to and what's really getting people going and stuff. Like, I just feel like I'm floating way over here and everybody else is going this way and um, felt very isolated and like alone in that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think as a result started to, I don't know, kind of like, talk down on the project and on myself and kind of like bury myself in that. Um, and, you know, as I was writing it, there was definitely some like some wins and some losses, you know, as far as like feeling like, Oh, this is like the best thing I've ever made. And like, so stoked on it. And then, you know, time going on and just being like, I don't think anybody's going to like this. I don't really like this anymore. And just kind of like that battle and, um, you know, finally sharing it with some, some close friends out here and, um, you know, having them respond as positively as they did, not only just in the fact that they liked it, but more so in the sense of them touching on like, dude, this, this feels like you, like this feels like the most authentic presentation of you that I've ever heard. Um, and that really kind of helped like snap me out of that, you know, where I was, I started to feel like the power in that, um, and definitely have moments where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? <laughs> like dropping this like down tempo project when, that's just not really like the thing these days, you know? Um, but yeah, I guess th that's, that's part of it. And then to, um, you know, like the, the last track on the EP, for example, um, which you haven't heard yet is an ambient piece, um, that I wrote with uh, my buddy Tanner who played saxophone on it. And, um, you know, I used 
field recordings from the last like five years of my life, you know, like everything from when I lived in Santa Fe, like recording the rain down there to campfires in the mountains to just, you know, the, the bell outside my parents' house, the chimes there, like literally just every field recording that I possibly had from the last like five years, I was throwing into this project. I even recorded my own voice um, saying it's okay. Cause I was not feeling okay. <laughs> and, uh, kind of used this, this last track as like, uh, a way to combat all of that, you know, just kind of feeling like, yo, like it is okay. And, and treating this, this last, you know, walk out of the project as like a hug and, uh, a way to kind of wind down and, and recognize like it is okay. And, um, I think that was just, it's very vulnerable, you know what I mean? Especially going like the ambient route and really, showing um you know like who i am and like what gets me going and and who i am really like in my heart you know what i mean um and i think the more authentic that is uh the scarier that can be to share in a way you know what i mean like really showing who you are not only as an artist but as a person um sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's like oh like i don't know if i want people to really see that you know what i mean like as mm -hmm. as much as i love the music it's like almost kind of like i want to keep it to myself because i'm a little just like nervous and like scared about how people will receive it and i think over time like just sharing it with some people and listening to it more and more just kind of realizing like no dude like this is this is me and and that's good and i need to like lean into that as as scary and vulnerable as that is so that's beautiful man it's it's super beautiful to hear you talk about all of that. And I think just what stuck out to me is the fact that when you started sharing this with people, it wasn't people saying, oh, this sounds dope or this sounds cool. The verbiage that they were using was it feels like you. And mm -hmm. I think whenever we can get a feeling from art, that's art, you know? And it's like the fact that people right away were responding with a feeling sensation rather than a sound or a strictly a uh, sense, you know, that was, that's probably, was that like an aha moment for you where it's like something clicked where you were like, whoa, if people feel this, then obviously the, maybe the message wasn't like, maybe it's a broader message, but the, the overall intention behind it all was conveyed in a way that you were like, huh, like, obviously it's landing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, I, I think for a few months I was definitely getting really down on it and self-conscious and kind of just second guessing like the whole last like year and a half that I worked on this. Uh -huh. Um, but yeah, having those people and my homies, like, yeah, just like lean into like the feeling on it and just being like, dude, this sounds like you and it sounds like unique. And like, I haven't really heard anything like this and all those kind of, um, you know, sentiments and stuff, um, really, yeah, it just helped me kind of like snap out of it and realize the the power in that, you know, like I was just tripping super hard on, you know, like nobody else is doing this. And like, maybe that's a bad thing, you know, like maybe I need to like fit in with the crowd and stuff. And um, yeah, just having like that support and uh, just realizing like that, that is my power. That's why I'm an artist in the first place. Like I didn't sign up to do this and just become everybody else, you know, like what's the point in that? Um I make music as a way to like express myself and, and move what's in me, you know, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, like I said, I'm a very wound up person. So any way that I can like push this out into something is, is very therapeutic for me. And as a result, uh, vulnerable, you know, and, um, 
you know, having people recognize like, yeah, this, this feels like you and this sounds like you and not even touching on like, Oh dude, like this reminds me of like this other artist or this other artist. Like it, it very much is its own thing, which again is, is scary, you know, yeah. <laughs> as an artist to just be like, I'm either hitting something really good or I'm like way over there, <laughs> like off the mark, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just kind of, yeah. Learning to lean into that and realizing like, you know, that's, that's why I'm doing this in the first place. And it's scary, but that that's kind of the whole point, you know? So I'm kind of at a point where like, I, I hope, I hope people dig it in the sense that it brings them like, uh, it brings them inward, it brings them a sense of relief. And it's more than just like, oh, I like this song. You know, it's like, I, I really want it to to impact people. And, you know, even if it doesn't, it's, it's had a huge impact on me. And, you know, that's, that's awesome in my mind. You know, it's like the fact that I've used this as, as a therapy in a way is uh, super dope. And if it can be that way for other people, that's, that's just a bonus in my mind, rather than it being like the focus, you know? Yeah. And thank God that you chose that you're choosing to go what feels authentic to you. Because if we look at history, like what would have happened if the Buddha tried to fit into the crowd? What would have happened? <laughs> what would have happened if Jesus Christ was like, yeah, I probably shouldn't yeah. spread this message because yeah. you know, the crowd isn't feeling that way. What about Martin Luther King? Like nothing great, Malcolm X, like any of these Mother Teresa's, like these really influential people, like they grasped this vision of change and of something different and of a feeling that maybe wasn't being put out there by the rest of the world or reciprocated by the rest of the world. But I think what um, Joe Dispenza touches upon this in one of his podcasts that I was listening to recently, and it's like they believed so strongly in their vision that was unique that they started living as if it was already true. And that's the only way that actually it became what it was. You know, it wasn't this far out thing that they're like, maybe one day we'll touch that somehow mm -hmm. while still fitting into the crowd and not being different. It's like they really lived as if it were already happening before it was. And that's what provided so much movement to these movements, you know, and I think it's funny now we're talking about music that's literally making people move and is a, a mm -hmm. movement of, you know, energy and sounds. It's like. I'm so just inspired by your ability to trust your instinct and, and be different. Um, and as someone who as well, I felt I've over my career, I felt so alone in my journey just because I'm the one DJ at a lot of events that will play happy music. And I don't mm -hmm. get booked for clubs and stuff like that throughout my, my career because I'm not playing the music that bottle service wants to hear. And it's almost like for so long, I thought there was something wrong with me. Like I thought, yeah. like, why do I love all this music that's so happy and feel good, but I can't get gigs anywhere? Like yeah, from here and there. And then over time, I was like, wait, maybe it's just those rooms that I'm playing to, or maybe the frequency of the collective right now isn't tapped in to that frequency that I'm feeling. Not that it's good or bad, but it's just like, why would I try to disguise or cover up or or try to be something I'm not in order to resonate with people I don't know and actually yeah. don't really have an impact on my life. Um, so I think that's just so, it's so cool to hear you talk about your journey and just how you felt those times, those pockets of being alone and being kind of on the outside. Um, because I hear your music and there's something so distinct about it, but I think the 
most beautiful part is there are familiarities in it that we can all mm -hmm. connect to. And I think that's the cool piece of art when it's like something so unique and you see it and it's like seeing something for the first time, yet there's something familiar about it that feels good where it's like yeah. either reminding you of something or an experience or, I mean, your pieces, they're like, like you touched upon, they're so cinematic that they could even be reminding of like a movie or a feeling that a movie has given or like, so I think I'm so happy that you just dove into all that because listening to the rest of the EP, I'm going to have such a, a better, I don't know, intention of where the artistry is coming from with my listening that. I'm just so excited for one, this ambient track. I'm like, I have a feeling this is going to be my favorite track on the whole album. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, no, I'm really, really stoked for you to hear it. And then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely resonate too with like the whole thing with gigs and stuff. It's, it's like a trip, you know, and just being, you know, going to clubs all the time or going to shows or whatever it is and stuff and just feeling like, so stoked in the studio and then going to these events and just being like oh wow like i do not fit in at all and like <laughs> what am i doing <laughs> why am i making all this slow shit like what do i do with this and like how do i how do i make like all of this work you know what i mean yeah. and um you know like i i think just i don't know like you said it's like you got to just follow like what you want to do you know like that's we didn't get into this to to fit into the crowd or go fucking do whatever it is you know what i mean actually like the we... opposite it was to get out of the crowd and still be yeah. able to go to a party <laughs> yeah. And like... yeah 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 exactly and just <laughs> it's finding a way to express yourself and be authentic with that and like move move what's in you and you know like like i was saying earlier like making music is like the most therapeutic thing in my life like by far um and to reject that and instead just make what i think people want is is a disservice to them as much as it is to me, you know? Um, Cause I'm missing out on my own, my own therapy and like what, what I need as, yeah. as a person, you know, not even just an yeah. artist and stuff. And I think, uh, you know, people hopefully will dig that, you know, but even if yeah. they don't, I love it. So. And I think that's just a bold Testament of faith. I think really faith is the greatest gift that we can give back to the universe. Um, I mean, the universe is the creator. God is the creator of everything. And it's like, as a gift back to that, we can just have faith that we are who we are for a reason and that our intuitive feelings are valid and that we don't need to fit into a crowd to be valued um, or to be accepted. Um, and that I think is just such a true testament of faith when you can really just believe. And even over years when it's not making sense, like the years of playing disco music in places where it's dark techno, it's like, <laughs> it's like yeah. seeing people walk out of your shows. Like I've been in rooms, like, you know, it's just like, there's very vulnerable times that come with that. But I think within those really tough times and in the studio realm of releasing music, especially with your name attached to it. And like, it's just, it's the ultimate testament to faith of like, maybe right now the world won't receive it as the way that I prepared it for them. Maybe mm -hmm. one day they will, but in the end it doesn't matter because I believe in it. And it was a true expression of my heart and my feeling. And that's <laughs> just like a gift back into the world for us, you know, being here as artists and yeah. every human is an artist in their own way. It's not just producers and everything. It's like, no matter what we're working on, if we can give up all the expectations or if it doesn't resonate with any one person in the world to still be proud of the fact yeah. that we're able to express ourselves in a creative way, like 
what a yeah. glorious world that we get to live in. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. Yeah. And like you said, I feel like it is, it's a gift to the world. And I think it's also in like a selfish way. It's a, it's a gift for ourselves, you know, like I, yeah. I keep harping on it, but I feel like, I mean, we're part um, of the world, just, you know, we're part yeah. of that world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And just like creating anything in like, I, I always feel like whenever I'm writing something, it it feels like I'm just kind of throwing paint at the canvas for a while and being like, what about green? What about blue? And just doing this for like an hour, maybe two hours. And then all of a sudden, like something clicks and it stops being so random. And it's more like I'm being like guided by something. And I know like Rick Rubin, a lot of people talk about this. You mentioned like spirit earlier. That's kind of like how I view it. But it's like you kind of, turn into like a channel for whatever this is to like move through you. Um, and I, th I think those moments are like, it's like time stops, like it's ultimate flow state. It's so therapeutic, um, you know, and regardless of the end result to be in that space at any point is like, that's, it's like to be in the presence of God, <laughs> you know, it's that's like, the, you're, yeah, that's the goal. You're so in it. Yeah. And like, regardless of how anything turns out, just to have those moments or those hours or however long it is, is like, I wouldn't trade that for the world, you know, regardless of how anything's received, like that's like, that's it. It's yeah. so special and so valuable. And in those moments, it's almost like all the things we've prioritized and value as hardworking humans. It's like, we don't need to be necessarily productive or even effective mm -hmm. in those moments because it's just flowing. And it's like, I look at this conversation, for example, like I'm not focused on like how productive are we being with our work? Yeah, like, yeah. How effective yeah. is this word choice? Like it's just a flow state. And it's yeah. just, that's what I think that is the gold. And it's like, whether this conversation reaches five people or 500 people, maybe one day 5,000 people like that'd be cool. But like, <laughs> it doesn't really matter because like you just touched on it. I'm so glad you did because it just got me excited about this moment even more. I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck yeah. Like we're just doing it. Like, yeah. And we're in it. And that's so cool. Like that's yeah. it. That's life. It's moments after moments after moments. And there's never an end moment. Like, so it's like, if we can stick in that flow state and trust our gut and our intuition and be unique and expressive and, just flow with whatever feels right, how spirit wants to work through us, man, that's the greatest gift of all. Yeah. Yeah, totally, dude. Any, any time you can tap into that, I think is just epic. Like you said, if nobody sees this, I, I don't care. I'm just really grateful to have this time chatting or chatting with you. And also, uh, I don't know, it's, it's, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, this is like a time to process and extract and like move everything. You know what I mean? It's the same thing when you're making music, same thing when you skiing some power or whatever it is like those those moments of feeling like so connected with yourself and whatever that you know spirit is and stuff is um wouldn't trade it for the world like it's it's the best best thing ever so and once i feel like once we touch those transcendental experiences of flow state that we're talking about it's like and it, it, the way I, the reason i say transcendental is because we're like transcending the time space dimension um and it's just mm -hmm. pure connection it's almost like the things we're aiming for normally, they just follow. Like there's side effects of that transcendental experience. And it's like productivity. Like you go into the studio and you have a flow state session where you're just having so much fun. You're playing instruments, you're recording your voice, you're bringing up soundscapes and like stuff from your childhood and, and incorporating those. And like, you're feeling it. You're going to leave that studio thinking, holy shit, that was a productive session. 
but the word productivity didn't come in once during the actual session. Yeah. And that's what I think is so trippy. And I even like Aubrey Marcus is one of these dudes that talks about the transcendental experience of like psychedelics and stuff like that. And what science is showing now, it's like psilocybin, yes, can really have profound effects on body states and even like scientific calculations in the body and neurons and all this stuff. But it's not the actual psilocybin. It's the psilocybin that's leading to a transcendental experience. And the transcendental experience is actually what's happening and changing mm -hmm. the chemistry within the body. And these transcendental totally. experiences, they're not, yes, there's certain things, doorways into them that make it easier, whether that's plant medicine or, or even church services or anything of that sense, but also just flow states of good conversation, of skiing through powder. It's like of producing music or whatever it may be. I think that is becoming more and more real in my reality where it's less about the external forces at play. And it's more about tapping into anything that provides us with that transcendental experience and, and really truly believing in that it is changing our chemistry. And once we touch something in the divine world, we can't untouch it. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's forever a part of us and it's re yeah. rewiring our, our whole systems and what we're looking for in life where it's like all of a sudden the car doesn't look as pretty as connecting or helping another human looks. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, like the whole priority of like, even why you're making music kind of shifts in a way. And so with all that being said, I'd love to ask what is, we talked about kind of the signature of this EP, especially the Ithaca EP and everything. Um, but looking back onto your career as an artist, have you been able to notice how your signature has maybe changed or has it been kind of a deep rooted kind of truth within the entire we are project since you started releasing music and even looking into the future do you see a foreseeable change even occurring in this moment of what your signature as an artist looks like yeah um i don't know i i think um i've only been producing for like five or six years and i think as I was developing my sound, I was equally learning how to use like the tools, you know, and trying to figure out like how, how do I even do this? Like learning Ableton, learning synthesis, mixing, sound design, like all these different things um, where I feel like, you know, all of it has been a development, you know, like it uh, just, yeah, just like learning how to use the tools is is just as valuable as developing your sound like you can't really have one without the other in a way um and i feel so much more comfortable with my tools than i did five years ago than i did last year than i did six months ago even um and so i'm not really sure exactly where it's headed but i think you know this project was really like i said like i feel like i finally like scratched into something where i'm like oh i can really start to see this this thing that i've been like chasing towards and i'm just excited to keep kind of chiseling on that and see what else is underneath and what this will end up really looking like and i know it's just going to be never ending you know like I'll, I'll never be like oh this is it you know it's like i'll be like oh i'm i love this i'm really excited about this but i know that there's there's more to it and there's that can go deeper with this um so i don't know i think just um just want to keep making stuff and keep expressing that and keep inviting like that that energy in you know when i'm in the studio to 
to make whatever it is that I'm making, you know, and kind of just see where that leads. And, um, you know, been working on a bunch of different stuff, everything from some down tempo to some like, you know, 124 BPM kind of stuff to liquid drum and bass with Gunter actually, like just really all across the board. And, um, you know, just, I think always just leaning into how can I make something cinematic and, you know, either get people moving or get them inward and closing their eyes and, and experiencing like themselves in that way. And best case scenario, crossing that bridge between the two. Um, so yeah. Does that kind of answer your question? Does that make sense? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I think the, the part that you said chiseling away that like struck such a vivid picture. And I love your word choice there because often I think in the world of, I mean, not just artistry, but like life, it's almost like this whole aspect of like, we're building something up. Like we're always like adding more things to build something. But mm -hmm. the way you just described it, like I literally picture like a sculptor and it's like they mm -hmm. start with a massive slab of rock and they yeah. chisel away at it and make the other pieces fall off to show something that's lying there the whole time. It's yeah. in, it's already within the rock. They just chiseled mm -hmm. away all the distractions so that this piece of art could show itself. And I yeah. think that's such a cool way of looking at the lives we're living in a bigger sense of like, it's not adding things on and continually like putting more rock into this structure. It's actually chiseling away all the shit, all the distractions, all the noise that's around us and, and getting to touch upon these artistic parts of us that maybe are really hidden deep inside these rocks or deep inside this life, this body, you know, it's that inward mm -hmm. experience of chiseling away all this outside world noise. And especially in today's world of, media and social media and the news that is being you know shared to the masses and like i think that is such a cool way to look at it and i'm so glad that you just naturally chose that word in flow because it really painted that picture in my mind yeah yeah no, no I, th I think you nailed it too just driving that point home with the it, it is everything it's like everybody thinks about you know like building it from the ground up and having it be this thing you keep adding to like you said but I really feel like all of this stuff is, it is in us and it's just a matter of, yeah, just kind of breaking that down and trying to figure out like what, what's really like in here and like, how can I access that? Um, you know, both as an artist and as a person that's just growing and, and learning about themselves and stuff. And I feel like that's just, that's, it's everything, you know? Yeah. And so <clears throat> this in a, in a kind of more benevolent questionnaire, I know we've talked a lot about we are the artists and I mean, even, Chris, the individual behind the artist. Um, what do you think maybe moving forward is going to be more of the signature of the collective, of our maybe even generation? Ooh. Um, in, in what context? You mean just like in everything or? Yeah, in an artistic way or maybe our like generation's kind of bigger purpose, for lack of a better word, in what we're doing here and i know that's a big kind of esoteric question um so there's no stress on getting to the nitty-gritty details of it but is there anything that your heart feels as a collective we all kind of are here to leave a signature on not just as individuals in a unique way but as a collective in this time in the world in this time period of what's happening yeah um That is a big, big question. 
this is the last this is the last part of the three-part question for this episode so yeah take your time sit on it <laughs> yeah um so so you mean just in general like not for artists but just as like people and like our generation and stuff yeah i think i think we're all artists at the end of the day mm -hmm. like every single individual is here for a purpose and i think the world throughout all the generations has been changing so much and we live in such a changing state of the world especially with a bunch of new ai stuff coming out and all these like just the ways that we view life and as the world gets more expansive the world's also getting unhealthier in the sense that everything we're pointing towards has led towards higher depression rates higher anxiety rates higher suicide rates like statistically speaking yeah wealth may have increased but the the real wealth of humans and the health of the mental state of the world has really decreased in a lot of ways. So I'm wondering if there's anything just from your point of view that as a collective, as a as a bigger body of energy, and once we leave, once we're far gone from this realm and we kind of, our time has passed, like looking back, is there any type of signature that you would even like to see our, our generation or our, our collective body as people be leaving for the next generation to kind of build upon? Yeah, no, no, totally. That makes sense. Um, I think like what I would like to see, honestly, is more um, a greater ability to like listen to each other. Um, I think we like live in a time where almost everything is so polarizing and not only polarizing, but so intense, like nobody can really have conversations anymore especially about like big polarizing issues it's you're the bad guy and i'm the good guy and here's why you know like there's no uh pursuit of trying to understand maybe why does this person feel this way or think this way is it because of their upbringing is because of their culture or, or whatever it is and not to justify any horrible things that are happening but just more in the sense of like we just live in this like in group out group universe right now where everybody is just so at each other's throats without any you know desire to really like understand or listen and it's it's we're not even yelling at each other we're like yelling past each other and it's so ineffective and so um like disappointing <laughs> to be honest um like there's so many things that are going on that are so difficult and and tough to fathom and understand and stuff but i think our you know, just the way that people operate and stuff definitely scares me. And the fact that we can't go a little deeper and like try to actually understand why people think or feel the way that they do and like try to actually get to a point of understanding and, and a point of compromise and a point of like figuring out like, you know, what is the path forward? Cause clearly just screaming past each other is like not working. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like with this whole project and going like inward and trying to slow down and stuff like I feel like that's like a really important step that I think everybody kind of needs to take is is learning to like pull back and you know understand like none of us are perfect and also analyze like why do you think the way that you do or feel the way that you do or have the values that you do or you know think about politics in the way that you do or whatever it is like a lot of these things are just things that we've had programmed into us or that we've been brought up in or whatever it is. But um, I think the more that we can slow down and 
better understand ourselves and where we're coming from and why we think and feel all of these things that we do, the better we can actually understand each other and like have productive and empathetic conversations around these things, you know, rather than it just being like, you're wrong and I'm right. And like, you should go to jail because like, you're bad, you know, and whatever it is, like things are just so brutally uh, intense. And um, yeah, that that's like what worries me, to be honest, is like, yeah. I just hope we can get to a point where people can really like, understand themselves and learn to understand each other and like put the pitchforks down for just a fucking second, you know, <laughs> like right? just learn, you know, it's like getting to a point where it's like, maybe even one day we can love someone completely, even without the total understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's where it's like, maybe we'll never be able to understand where someone's coming from. Maybe we'll, because they have a full lifetime of experiences behind their eyes that they were brought mm -hmm. up. And so that's real to them, but it's like, yeah, if we can love completely without complete understanding. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, I think that's what kind of just your whole point of view just brought up in me. It's like, man, like, yeah, what a beautiful thing to strive for is like actually giving the space for people to be understood. Um, mm -hmm. and actually listen to no matter how far out of left field it may feel or no matter how different of a musical genre it may be it's like you know actually listening and giving it a mm -hmm. chance to align and if it doesn't align still seeing it as art and still seeing it as valuable you know yeah 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 totally and just you know recognizing that like i don't know i think uh people have a right to their opinions and to their their feelings and their values and whatever and like you know they might seem wrong in your mind you know what i mean but you know i think there's like deeper questions to ask as far as like how did this person end up with these values like what led them to feeling this way or thinking this way and stuff and like starting there and like really trying to like understand them and like even if you get to the end of that whole deduction and you're like yeah i still don't agree with you but like I at least can appreciate where you're coming from. And like, it's okay. We don't have to agree. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is like, you can say something these days where people can get so upset. And it's like, dude, like, just because I feel this way or think this way doesn't mean you can't feel or think the way that you want to feel or think, you know, like we yeah. all have our right to our opinions and what we feel is right and stuff. And I think as soon as we, you know, let go of the fact that like no nobody has an opinion that's greater than somebody else's or values that are greater than anybody else's like we all have our own experiences that have led us to where we're at and i think it's way more important to dive into those experiences and better understand where people are coming from rather than just fighting at at the end of this whole thing and being like you're wrong for these reasons and those reasons and like i hate you or whatever it is because of what you think and stuff it's just uh it's sad to be yeah. honest like it really um so yeah i don't know i just i hope people can yeah just slow down better understand themselves and i think that will you know lead to to more understanding in each other and just realizing like yeah like people have a right to their opinions you know no, nobody's more right than in anybody else you know like there's just there's more to it than that and i think uh the more we can openly like discuss with empathy the the better we can address these problems rather than just continuing to fight over this wall. It's like, it's so pointless and we're never going to get anywhere. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah. just disappointing to watch. Yeah. It's almost like it's like intense fighting or complete silence. It's like, it's these topics that either like, Oh, don't talk about that. 
because silence mm-hmm. is going to be better than a big fight. But like whatever mm-hmm. happened to an in-between road, like whatever happened yeah. to a middle road that we can all just kind of chill and share the road. Like, yeah. And that I think it's, I mean, looking at nature in my mind, like you look around the world, there's no government system that is perfect. There's no human body that is perfect. The only perfect system is the system of nature. If you look at the mm-hmm. woods, the trees, you know, like that's a perfect system that sustains itself through all these natural components. And the biggest component of a system of nature is diversity. Like it's actually not just okay. It's actually needed. Like it's so mm-hmm. needed in order for anything to to thrive and really evolve, you know, in ways that are beyond the individual or even the current collective. Um, but as a global group that continues to, you know, evolve in all sorts of ways, in numbers as well as in intellectual thoughts and and behavioral patterns and even just in a physical way of reaching other planets and all these things. It's like the diversity of that and the diversity of conversation and the just the the willingness to step into an uncomfortable space maybe and and knowing that your ego might be triggered by something that mm-hmm. someone says or your personal values might be triggered by something someone says, but it's up to you if you want to pull a trigger back at them and actually point. Yeah point a weapon of words back at them it's like yeah we get the you know the ultimate choice in the end of how we respond and that's like Mm -hmm. you know the the response ability like it's our ability to respond to yeah something that maybe we don't agree with or maybe our ego is screaming like they're wrong they're so wrong they don't get it like they just don't get it it's like yeah maybe we don't get it like because the point isn't to agree the point is just to share and to Mm -hmm. you know have a willingness to understand where the other person's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. And especially asking like the deeper question of like, instead of just thinking, oh, they don't get it, like really dive into like, why don't they get it? Like what, what is it there? And like, try and like figure that out and understand that and like ask the questions with empathy to, to get to the root of it all, you know? Cause like the more that we can actually like listen to each other and understand each other it's again like you might not agree with their end result of how they think or feel and stuff but you'll at least better understand where they're coming from and at the end of the day you don't have to agree you know like you just don't have to like that's what life is like nobody's (laughs) gonna we don't live in utopia where like everybody's on the same page you know what i mean and like that's that's just life and i think people are really not okay with that like everybody has to be so right and so um yeah just just right and it's like yeah. dude there is no right you know it's like it's it's your reality and like you can live however you want to live and think however you want to think but um i think we need to we need to pull back a little bit on like the the judgment and the intensity at which we approach these conversations and just everything you know yeah well honestly that was like way beyond any answer I, I ever even expected or or could have could have thought of myself. So thank you just for sharing. Um, and it's just such a, a nice perspective to hear and to touch upon. Um, and yeah, I'm just really grateful for your presence and for you allowing the space for this conversation to go down and, you know, tap into our deeper questions as individuals and, and the fact that we get to discuss some of these things that maybe aren't being discussed as popular music culture would go or even pop culture in any way um i know there's a lot Mm -hmm. of beautiful podcasts out there these days that are discussing topics like these um but it's really nice to share a space with 
someone I look up to as a friend and also just as an artist who continues to create and put out their own unique signature into the world. Um, so yeah, I'm just so grateful for your time and for this, this session with you. It's been an absolute blast. Yeah, dude. Thanks for having me, man. That was a really, really fun conversation. I appreciate your time and all the energy you put into getting these questions together and for having me. And yeah, it's just so much fun as always. I, uh, love, love chatting with you and you're just such a great dude. And, uh, I can't wait to do this again. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't wait as well. And, and it's funny. I just hearing you say, getting these questions together, I usually will like have a little list of questions and like, I end up reading the first one and then I never even like look back at the list because the way that we conversate is in such that flow state where it's like, I just want to listen to what you're saying mm -hmm. and then I'll respond with whatever, you know, is coming through me. And it's just, you allow though that space for that to happen. So just, I'm, I'm really grateful for your presence in, um, in this whole dynamic. And is there anything else you want to share, um, with, with the listeners, any, anything upcoming, any shows you want to point them to, or just anything really else that we didn't get to touch on today? Um, yeah, so EP is coming out Friday. I'm not sure when this episode's coming out, but uh, EP will be out June 2nd. Um, we'll try to get this so, episode out on June 2nd as well. So it can just check. be a celebratory day. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, and then other than that, um, I, you know, when I first got into music, I was really inspired by like Rufus and Odessa and all these like kind of live electronic acts and have always wanted to delve into that world of doing like live sets and stuff. And been working out for the last few months and just filmed a live set here in Denver on my buddy's rooftop, like overlooking the city and stuff. Um, so that'll be coming out later this summer. And then, you know, from there, hoping to start bringing it to shows and doing that, like I'll still keep DJing, but this is kind of like the performance style that I've been kind of like chasing since I started. So I'm really, really excited to start showing that off at shows and, um, yeah, that's kind of like the the big, big thing in the works. And that'll be debuting on YouTube on the solstice. Um, so June 21st. So June 20, I'm writing that down because I want to be one of your first views. I want to be the yeah. first, first comment on the YouTube. Video. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm stoked for you to see it. It's a shorter set. It's only like 35 minutes, like seven songs or something. But it's supposed to just be more of like a, a teaser for, for what's to come at, at the actual shows and stuff. But um yeah really really excited to get this ep out and that video out and a uh, bunch more music coming soon and all that so um yeah thanks again for having me and for taking the time and uh yeah just allowing me to share you know some of my story and the ep and everything i really really appreciate it, it was a lot of fun yeah man well your story is very impactful and um i can't wait to continue to connect and follow your career as it continues to develop and get back in a studio with you at some point um, I think I'm actually coming out to Denver in September to play another show at the Beacon. Um, oh, sweet. So whenever I dial in all those plans, um, I would love to schedule a couple days of just hanging with the, with the gang and, and throwing yeah. down some beats or even just going on some hikes in nature and connecting in that sense and in all the ways. So totally I'll, dude. Yeah. I'll keep you in the loop there. We're going to put, um, I'll put links to the new something website to Weir's Instagram, um, to the YouTube channel, all of that in the show notes. So again, June 21st, everyone check into YouTube on June 21st. That's when the live set will be being premiered. Um, and this Friday, we're all going to be tuning in to listen to Ithaca, the new EP from Weir. Yeah. I hope you guys love it. Thanks again, Kevin. And yeah, keep me post when you're coming out to Denver. I'd love to see you. 
I definitely will. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone who's listening. We really appreciate it. And we will see you guys soon. Perfect. Later, Thanks brother. again, bro. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your week. Yeah, you too.